What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bird Flock Podcast. We are joined by a super special guest today. The Owls leading tackler in 2022 and an East Division All-Star. It's Wes Sutton, ladies and gentlemen. Wes, how we doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Hey, we're doing great. We're doing great. Thank yeah. you so much for uh, for taking the time here, hopping on with us. We're uh, jumping into the first question. We were obviously fired up to see you re-sign in Montreal this offseason, uh, a two-year deal. Uh, and you were actually one of the first Alouettes players to re-sign in Montreal this offseason. I think your your deal was announced 20-something of January. Um, w- was running it back in Montreal something you know you knew you wanted to do 100% when the season ended? Obviously, you didn't get to the negotiation period or free agency or anything like that. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a place that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, depending on – Obviously, like you said, there was a I didn't get to the negotiation period with other teams, but there was a lot of negotiation going on um, with my agent and in the organization um, pushing to, you know, find something that we could come to an agreement on to be able to come back. So mm-hmm. and it worked out. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to be back. This is where I want to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what what is it about the city or Montreal or the team in general that you know, has he so excited to be back this year? Um, I mean, everything team-wise, um, just the guys in the locker room. Um, you know, I think that's the most important thing when you have guys in the locker room that, you know, you mesh with and um, not even more so than just on the football field, you know, off the football field, guys that, um, you know, you're all like-minded individuals. You, you know, love playing the game of football and, and you're also friends, um, you know, off the field. So that team wise, definitely just the guys in the locker room and also what we did, um, what we were able to do last year, even though we came up short, um, it's not something that, you know, you want to hang your hat on, but I, there's definitely um, optimism just kind of going into this next season from, you know, everything that happened last year and where we ended up. Um, so I just didn't want to miss out and, and, didn't want to miss out on that opportunity for sure and, and we spoke with uh with the owls new qb cody fajardo a little bit and he wanted to make it clear to everyone that this isn't a rebuild year this isn't a year right. where you know the owls are going to finish in the bottom of the east all that i'm assuming you guys all kind of have that same sentiment after you know we saw what you guys were able to do in the east last year for sure eh? yeah definitely um it's not a rebuilding year um it's a a year that we're picking picking up from you know where we left off and mm-hmm. and hopefully finishing it off the right way um but you know that all starts in camp and you can't it's not definitely not a rebuilding year but it's it's you know during camp we got to you know come in with the mindset of okay you know we we've, we've been here now we you know we at least got we got further we've been we know what we got to do now but what fine what fine tune fine tuning can we do to mm-hmm. make that next step yeah, and uh, obviously, like we were saying, not, not a rebuilding year, and we saw that with how aggressive the GM, Danny Machocho, was in the offseason. And two guys he brought in uh, to help solidify that that DB room, uh, Jamal mm-hmm. Roll and and Siante Evans, are two very good CFL players and have, have been around for a long time. So how excited are you to get to work with those two in that DB room? Well, you know, honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, it's I'm, I'm really excited. I know... Uh, just to learn from them, um, to be around them and, um, you know, guys who have been in the league, guys who are established, guys who play the DB position really well. Um, you know, just being in that room every day and 
picking their brain and, you know, see, seeing how they come to work every day and just the competition within that room. You know, it's, it's fun when you got other guys that, um, you know, maybe you can, you know, that, that push you and motivate you, you know, and, and want, and, and you see, you know, maybe a way that they, they play man coverage or they play off coverage, you know, different things that you can kind of take from them. And, and especially guys like that who are veterans, I'm super excited. I'm, Really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. You, it's, you, it's you been about a month from, now. I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's been about a month now since uh, they signed. Have you, and you already talked about uh, picking their brains. Have you started with that already? Reaching out to them through Instagram or getting their number? Um, no, I actually haven't. Um, I haven't spoke to any of them. I kind of I got. I actually was talking. Well, I didn't talk to, but uh, follow Cody and. Um, um, I forgot his name. Um, Ellington, Greg from uh, from Winnipeg. So uh, just, I mean, that's really the most that I've done so far. I know that, um, you know, we'll have a lot of time to, um, you know, pick each other's brains, stuff like that throughout camp. So, um, I'm, you know, just kind of doing my thing right now and, and focus on training and stuff. And um, we'll, we'll, when the time comes, you know, definitely we'll hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like like we know, like I mentioned, CFL All Star in twenty twenty two, huge season for you. And in an interview, when you resigned, Danny Machocha, you know, came out and said that you're the type of player that opposing offenses have to be, you know, aware of at all times. They have to be wary of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you think it is about your game that you know makes you a player that teams need to key in on? Um, my versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, I've you know I've went to NAU. Um, I've been playing corner since, well, I started out playing corner in high school. Um, and that was like my junior year of, of high school when I really became a corner, you know, not a athlete to where you're playing receiver and you're playing mm-hmm. corner. Like my coach at the time didn't let anybody go both ways in high school, rightfully so, because we had a lot of great athletes at Chandler High. Um, so I was established that I was able to just be his corner, you know, and then from there on to NAU, I uh, played, you know, got moved to safety. Um, and then I played in the XFL. I played nickel and safety. So mm-hmm. just being able to, I've started at, you know, really every position in the back end before, you know, nickel, yeah. both right and left corner, strong safety and free safety throughout my career, um, which has definitely now looking back on it, helped me out tremendously. Sure. But going through that transition, you know, it's, hard um you know going from position to position but um I think that's definitely the reason why it's just because I'm I'm able to play multiple positions I'm able to play man I'm able to blitz definitely you know I'm a great tackler um can cover so it's just you know kind of a Swiss army knife yes, sir. absolutely absolutely and you know where, where is there a spot you feel most comfortable like if they said you know Wes you could play this position all year is there one you you choose over the other I'm right in it right where, right now we have a I love it yeah. um that's that's my spot um definitely I mean even when when G5 when Greg was playing it you know I, I was watching him and how he played and I just it, it's it's a fun position um you get to do a lot uh you know you get like I said you get to blitz you're in the run fits um you know you get to play man coverage against the best receiver usually um so in the slot in the boundary so um yeah, if I would say anything, I feel definitely weak halfback is my favorite. <clears throat> you started last season as 
corner, if I'm not mistaken. And then they switch you to halfback kind of early in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seemed when you first got to that position, teams were kind of picking on you a little bit early in the year and, and going after you. Uh, what kind of led to that turnaround that ultimately made you the the East Division All-Star? And, you know, me every time I was at the game, it just felt like every play, all I was hearing on the PA was Wesley Sutton on the tackle. <laughs> yeah, A lot of flashes of 37. Yeah. Um, I think just, you know, it's for one, you know, I came in in 2021. I was injured, <laughs> didn't get to play the whole season. Really, I played two games and that was it. Then I came in camp. Um, with Coach Baron, under Baron Miles and his um, defense, you know, he had me playing a lot of different positions. Uh, you know, I actually was – well, I didn't play any regular season games at safety, but the first um, preseason game – well, both of them, I was playing safety because, um, you know, we were trying to figure out the, the ratio with the Canadian and Americans and stuff like that. So we, he was kind of just switching me around. Um and then into going in, you know, I started co- playing corner, like you said, in the beginning of the year. And then I finally got switched to week halfback. And I finally felt like I was, you know, obviously people were trying me, rightfully so. It's a new guy in a new position, especially as a defensive back. And, you know, we're going to attack him. I would do the same thing if I was offensive coordinator. Like, let's see what he's made of. Um, so it's it just, you know, I think the turnaround was um, just – being able to find comfortability in the position, you know, and um, just, you know, having something that was solidified, um, a place where I'm not bouncing around, you know, I can kind of hone in on the details and um, really figure out how my game fits into this position, you know, and and, um, just understanding the scheme and and finally getting comfortability over the longevity of the season was able to, I mean, I knew I I wasn't going to, you know, and, at the end of, of of the season, you know, like I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to have a terrible season. It's just, okay, now let's, you know, let's keep knocking these bricks down and let's get things going in the right direction. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you kind of alluded to a little bit before uh, you had a, you had a brief stint in the XFL, um, mm-hmm. spent some time there. Is, is there any major, obviously on the defensive side of the ball, it's not huge, but uh, other than the waggle for for DBs, but is there anything like the main differences or or something that you can kind of allude to between the CFL and the XFL game that you had to adjust to? Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, the waggle. That's mm-hmm. definitely my first option. It's um, it's way different stuff, um, and also just the field being bigger. Um, the field mm-hmm. is you know like sixty five yards wide, and I think the regular field is maybe fifty three or something like that. So it's a whole 10 yard difference. And um, as a DB, you know, everything is um, reacting. So, you know, it's getting used to the routes, um, you know, and understanding that, you know, the, the routes are maybe a little deeper or longer, wider, deeper in the CFL than they maybe be, would be in the American uh, Football League. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm breaking on an out route, you know, I'm, I really got to run to get to that out route because the, you know, it's not like the sideline is right there. Yeah. Um, so just different stuff like that um, that I really had to get adjusted to mm-hmm. um, coming from American football to the CFL. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you've you've done a great job of adjusting so far, um, you know, with with the CFL East All-Star. This offseason, obviously, you said you wanted to run it back in Montreal. You knew that right away if, if everything made sense, everything lined up. 
Um, was there ever a thought with all the hype, you know, with, with the rock buying the XFL and all that, was there ever a thought of going back this off season, going back to the States or. Um, no, not really. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was, um, you know, once I, I, like I said, you know, even with the, when I was speaking about the weak half position and finding comfortability and being established, mm-hmm. like after this season, I felt like I made, I made some, some strides in the right direction. And, um, you know, if you keep bouncing around from league to league, it's like, that's Never just not good. my preference. You know, you're not going to find any stability. If, you know, what, at the end of the day, you know, everybody's goal or most people's goal, my goal is to play in the NFL. That's, you know, that's everybody's dream. You know, mostly if you're playing football, that's the dream. But, um, you know, if you're, you're bouncing around between all these, you know, CFL, XFL, USFL, it just, mm-hmm doesn't make sense you know it, you, you might as well find some stability and, and, and make a name for yourself where you're at um and then you know hopefully the next step would be to go to the nfl if the nfl calls but you know other than that I'm, I'm i was comfortable where i am and i wasn't you know really looking to go anywhere else league wise yeah and <clears throat> i want to go back to to last season with with the team that you guys had uh, obviously, like I said, major upgrades uh, along the defense. But last year, the pass rush wasn't exactly the most electrifying uh, pass rush in the CFL, and it struggled at times. So now with – I'm going to call it the newly developed three-headed monster uh, with you, Jamal Rowe, and and Siante Evans. How much do you think that you three, along with the other corners and in, in, in DBs in that room, are going to help that that group up front even without, I know Jamal Davis is back and he came back late, but there's no premier name really for a CFL for for the team in the CFL uh, as a pass rusher. So, how much is your group going to help them get to the the quarterback this year? Um, you know, yeah, yeah, it all goes hand in hand. I think you know if we're causing the quarterback to bat that ball, you know, extra two or three times, um, you know, that gives uh, our line an opportunity to get there and gives them more time to get there. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, you know, we just got to do our job, and 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 I think that also they they as they rush, you know, we all go as they go, we go, you know, like that front seven, like the backers included, D line, like as they go, we go as DBs, and there's also times, you know, where you get covered sacks and stuff like that, but more than more times than not, it's it's a you know, the, the quarterback didn't have any time to to wait for that guy to get open and he's getting hit. You know, it, that's most of, you know, what I was experiencing, at least last year. I didn't know that, you know, I, I felt like we had some dogs on, on the front line and I'm not, you know, saying coming at you or anything, but I'm just saying just from, uh, you know, experiencing kind of what they're, especially that game in Hamilton. I mean, uh, the game against Hamilton, the playoff game, like, mm-hmm. We had like six sacks or something like that. And it's not all the D-line, but um, it's, it's the front seven, you know, like when uh, Bev was coming off the edge, you know, it's like, and, and we get in twist games and stuff like that. It's, it's everybody, you know, has, is playing their role and, and, and it, it, it leads to, you know, sacks and overthrows and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I think the, the whole defense as a whole last year really came together near the end of the year. Like you said, in that playoff game. Yeah. Like it, it was a, it was dominant. Let's let's call a spade yeah. a spade. That that playoff performance yeah. against Hamilton was just dominant. Um, this year, obviously, a brand new head coach, um, an offensive minded head coach. 
Um, you know, we've spoken with a lot of the guys on, on the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, how Coach Moss has reached out to them and, you know, kind of discussed, um, you know, the game plan and where he sees them fitting in into the offense and whatnot. Um, is it harder for you as a defensive side of the ball to, to build that relationship up with a head coach who's who's so offensive minded? Have you spoken to him yet? Obviously, being one of that, you know, those elite defensive players. Yeah, I did. Um, he spoke. He he reached out to me. Um, probably mid January, beginning of January. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when all the negotiation stuff was going on, and um, you know, this number calls me from like Alberta. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I you know, I know somebody from somebody from Canada, but yeah, say, hey, what's Coach Moss? And I'm like, oh shoot, like <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to reach out. You know, I yeah. was just I was more so like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll see him in camp, and we'll build that relationship, however that can be built during camp, but. Um, just the fact that he took time to reach out to me um, and, and call me, you know, and we're just chopping it up. Obviously, we talked about football, but he also, you know, just wanted to talk about the in-depth of, you know, what I felt like last year, you know, and, and how we feel like we can improve coming into this year, you know, and, and what things maybe did we like, what things do we need to continue to uh, to do again. Um, and, you know, we're He's from, I think he's from Arizona. I'm mistaken. I don't know. He went to high school or he might be from here, but he has ties to Arizona. So we were talking about Arizona too. Um, but it was, I thought it, you know, I, I, he's my head coach, you know, but like it's, I never thought that I would have a, he would reach out to me and be able to build that relationship. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm, like I can trust him already, you know, and, Absolutely. and just more so as a man rather than, you know, football. He came at me, you know, he wants to build a relationship with his players. And I can tell that from just how he's speaking, how he reached out to me and how he was talking. And I think that, well, I know that goes a long way. And um, just especially with me, like, I I respect that man a lot just for reaching out. And, you know, like, he didn't have to. You know, like you said, he's an offensive-minded coach and yeah. I play defense and he doesn't, it's like, oh, you know, well, he, he knows about me, but you know, he, he wanted to know more, you know, and that's, right. that's real cool. So I was definitely appreciative of that. Man, you just got me fired up. I want to play for him now. Shit. No, for real. Yeah, he, bro, he, he told me, he said, uh, you know, coaches always ask, this is within, I had like a 30-minute conversation with him. He mm-hmm. said, you know, coaches always ask their guys to run through walls for them. But the way that I look at it is I have to run through a wall for the players before they run through a wall for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, you know, like that's that's true. Like, you know, mm-hmm. players, coaches always ask, like coaches want, players who will run through a wall for them which rightfully so but you know if you're not willing to run through a wall for me then you know we're going to hit a stalemate at some point you know mm-hmm. because so if we're both going you know hard and, and care about each other and care about relationship our relationship and going balls to the wall like the sky's the limit absolutely and so you kind of alluded to uh to it a little bit with you know, the talk of, of him, you know, calling you and asking your thoughts on the defense, asking your thoughts on this and that, um, you know, what, what are some of your expectations for the defense and I guess the team as a whole this year? Um, defense just, and just dominate, you know, like it's, obviously we're going to have our ups and downs and that comes with, you know, any football season, but um, just, just being a dominant defense that's feared, uh, you know, like, I'll never forget is like that Hamilton game, that playoff game. I'll never forget that game. Like that was a 
one of the most dominant, like you said, dominant perform defensive performances. And the offense was also balling too. You know, they came out and scored on their first two drives. So, but just the way that we were able to um, just dominate, bro, and not allow them to do much mm -hmm. of anything, you know, and that's fun. Um, that's as, as a defensive player, that's really fun. And so um, I just, I, I, I want to dominate. I believe we will dominate this year and it's going to start, um, you know, in camp and, like you said, getting to know the other guys in the back end. And um, I think his name is uh, the new um, linebacker from Ottawa. Um, I forget his Avery name. Williams, Avery Williams, yeah. Avery Williams. Okay, yeah, I was going to say Avery Ellis, but that's the <laughs> old defensive, defensive guy. But, uh, yeah, yeah um, you know, just I'm, I'm hoping to do that. And as a team, you know, just, I mean, oh, it's great cup. Like, that's – Yes, sir. I'm still searching for my first career championship. Like, mm -hmm. And I need it, bro. You know, like that's yeah. something that I and why not do it in Montreal, especially with that great organization and fan base. And um, that's definitely the goal. And like, it's not just speaking about it, you know, like I get chills thinking about it. We need yeah. it. Like we need to bring it home. And what better year than this year? People think it's a rebuild year. Like, mm -hmm. OK, you know, wake them up and show them it's not a rebuild year. Let's go for get sure. this ring. So for sure. Absolutely. Uh, wrapping it up a little bit here. Um, two of our first guests on the podcast were guys that you go head to head with every single day at practice, Kayon Julian Grant, Tyson Philpot, young guns, uh, little, little speedsters. Um, it doesn't even have to be the two of them, but who, who's the toughest rep at practice for you, for, for the DBs? Um, I mean, I go against Reggie every day. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, once he got hurt, Tyson came in and, and, didn't skip a beat, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like, um, I go against them mostly. I've gone against Kayon as well. Kayon's super fast and yeah. um, really strong. You know, he's a strong, fast yeah. guy. Like he's, he's, his the speed is deceptive and he's also very strong. And the one guy, used, the first guy usually doesn't tackle him. Um, so, you know, having receivers like that um, in the room and coming back, um, definitely going to be a challenge for us, which is what we like as DBs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it makes the game easier. Um, so, yeah, I think just them, uh, they're all, you know, they all have their niches and, you know, what they're good at. And it makes mm -hmm. them, you know, who they are and why they excel so much um, in the CFL, not just, you know, in our offense, but amongst the CFL. Uh, so, yeah, I love going against them every day. It's, it's challenging. I can't just come to work, like, on some lazy nonsense, like, you know, I, I got to come <laughs> to work every day and, they push me to be better so for sure for sure and then the last question we have here obviously we saw it, it was it was a huge story all off season uh the new ownership in Montreal I'm not going to ask for your thoughts mm -hmm. or anything but uh obviously big bag of money coming in um yeah what is what would hypothetically be number one on your wish list it could be a, a, a all black jerseys it could be a brand new training facility it could be camp in florida i don't know what it is but what's the yeah. number one on your wish list uh man i think just having a facility that we can call home mm -hmm. you know like truly like something that you know we don't have to go from olympic stadium to mcgill and mcgill to olympic stadium and when we got home games you know we're making that travel throughout the week um just to get prepared you know to the stadium and 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 the um not the stadium but the the field, because the field that we practiced on, I, I guess it's a little smaller. Um, but I definitely would just say 
having a facility that we could call home and um if that and you know if that's connected to a new stadium as well you know i, I wouldn't be mad about that yeah. Um, so yeah i just yeah i would say yeah just having a facility um you know that that you know is up to par and something that you know is championship level absolutely absolutely <clears throat> yeah i think i think a lot of players would agree with you on that one um <laughs> you know west we just want to thank you again for for hopping on with us uh we got to wrap it up here. We know you're a busy guy, so we're going to let you get back to whatever yeah, you're doing. Right. Like I said, I just wanted to thank you again and looking forward to to seeing you ball out again this year and uh, hear your name over the PA a lot again. Cool. I appreciate it, man. I got to see y'all when uh, we have the games. I'm, I'm sure you guys go to the games or something like For that. Sure. So I, I, I would yeah. love to meet you guys in person as well. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, we're cooking For up sure. some merch too, so we'll get you over some merch. Okay, let's go. Yeah, yes, I like sir. that. Let, let me know. I'll be glad to rock it.